Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one betting source for you. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, we have golf, horse racing, and everything heating up this Major League Baseball season as well. You'll get latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Just log on today to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to get started. But listen up. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag or your mobile device. BetOnline. Get started today. BetOnline is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL draft. We have MLB. We've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about Horse Racing's Triple Crown and the PGA Championship, just to name some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing. But with their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of journalism school alums shape this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Beccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. It's the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by our good friends at CH Insurance, Bonnet Sales and Service, and Trey Woluski of Under Armour Golf. That's right, Trey has the best in Under Armour Golf. Hey, if you're in and around Central New York, you'll see it in all the pro shops. But more importantly, if you're looking to buy in bulk, you're a company, listen, be sure to buy Under Armour Golf and other apparel direct from Trey Waluski and get your gear for wholesale. It's that simple. No middleman markup. You can email treypgasales at gmail.com. That's treypgasales at gmail.com. A proud ML Sports Platter sponsor is Trey Waluski, And a tip of the cap thank you as well to friends of the platform, the Swan and Whitaker families, Bob Lindsley, Daryl Abert, and the Alonzo family. All right, NFL, week one in the books. Let's recap it. And we go all the way back to Thursday, and let's be honest, it was a very, 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 very odd game from the standpoint that you went in if you're the Chiefs and you're a Chiefs fan without Chris Jones, your best player on defense, your best player on offense, and Travis Kelsey is also out. And, uh, you know, I still thought that they'd win by a couple touchdowns. Why? Because they have Patrick Mahomes. They have Andy Reid. But that wasn't what happened. The Lions, as the game went on, they got better. They got stronger. Uh, they had more stamina. Their offensive line was amazing. And they just simply out the Kansas City Chiefs like crazy. And I was absolutely impressed with this squad. Um you know, I, I, I really was. I thought it was just a tremendous, tremendous effort uh, across the board. Um, 
you know, by the Detroit Lions. And it was a nice statement win for a team that a lot of people think is going to win the NFC North. I mean, this is a really, really good team. Uh, this is a team that has Jared Goff at quarterback, a veteran. He stays calm. They're working off the ground game. I love the David Montgomery addition in the offseason. You pick up Jameer Gibbs in the draft. You trade a lot of draft capital to get him, but they're using him in a bunch of different spots, you know, running it, catching it, uh, probably a little bit more out of the slot as the year goes on. I really, really thought that the Detroit Lions proved a lot in this game. And, oh, by the way, their defense is pretty darn good, and it's led by Aiden Hutchinson, a guy who is going to challenge for a player of the year on the defensive side of the football. And this is really, this is the makeup, right? They want to run the ball, have Jared Goff use the play action and hit the talented wide receivers. And oh, by the way, Jamison Williams still on suspension, wasn't even in there. They have Reynolds. They have Amon Ross St. Brown, who I think is going to develop into a tremendous number one wide receiver overall. So a heck of a win by the Detroit Lions. The defense took over. The line of scrimmage took over for them. Aiden Hutchinson was everywhere. He didn't get any sacks, but he easily could have. Really, really impressed with this Detroit Lion group. And they neutralized Kansas City when they had to, Patrick Mahomes was not uh, overwhelmingly great. And Detroit goes into Arrowhead and really, really played hard and played well. And they get a big-time win to set their season on the right track. Meanwhile, the Eagles and the Patriots, the Eagles jumped out 16 to nothing. I thought this game was pretty much over. Matt Jones threw a terrible interception. Uh, he was throwing behind guys, over guys, and all the rest. Darius, big play, Slay returns one for a pick six. And then all of a sudden, Matt Jones gets better. He starts making throws everywhere on the field. And the Patriots come roaring back. But the Eagles hang on 25-20 to 20 and get it done. Biggest takeaway from this game, Eagles, they have a lot of work defensively to, uh, you know, making tackles and, and, and doing their thing. So um, they got to get better in space. They got to get better tackling. But the Eagles pull one out in Foxborough 25-20. to 20. Awesome job by the Atlanta Falcons. Eventually, this game was a slow start as well. But you saw it. Pitts, Algier, all these offensive weapons. Wow. Uh, this Atlanta Falcons team, they win by two touchdowns, but it took them a while to get going. Atlanta at home, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Atlanta offensively, a tough team to neutralize. Arthur Smith and his offense rolling, rolling, rolling already in the first week. And you see the complementary players. You see how many weapons they have. <clears throat> they can beat you east, west, north, south. They can beat you with the short passes, the long passes. They can beat you with screen plays. Unbelievable playbook that he has, Arthur Smith. And you've got Kyle Pitts, you've got Hollins and B. John Robinson, man. You've got all kinds of guys coming at you, <clears throat> you know, from every angle. And Ty, uh, Tyler Algier, who's going to be a big-time player for this team, 15 carries, 75 yards, and two touchdowns. The rookie out of BYU, the fifth rounder, is a fantasy delight for many people. Atlanta wins a divisional game. Bryce Young struggles at quarterback. That's what rookies do in the NFL in the early going. Browns beat the Bengals. What am I supposed to say? All three phases of the game unbelievable performance by the Cleveland Browns. The Bengals battered and bruised. Joe Burrow, nowhere to be found. I'm not sure really if he was healthy. This is the pedigree. This is the makeup. This is the DNA of the Browns. Run the ball. Work off the play action. Defense is going to hit you in the mouth. But the question becomes, <clears throat> in a division with Joe Burrow and a division with Lamar Jackson, when is Deshaun Watson going to have to win a game? When he has to win a game, is he going to be able to do it? That's all. Uh, he made enough plays, hit and miss to get it done. But when he has to win a game... I'm looking forward to seeing if Cleveland can pull one out. In the meantime, they pounded a division rival at home, 24-3. to Jaguars 31-21 over the Colts, and yeah, they took a little bit to get going as well. But when they do, wow, wow, wow. Calvin Ridley, 100-yard game. Travis Etienne all over the place. Zay Jones, acrobatic catches. The defense, a little bit, you know, to be left out there to be desired. But 
I think this is a Super Bowl contending team because of the offense, first and foremost. I think the defense will come around. Anthony Richardson, again, rookie quarterback, struggled. That's what they do. But Jacksonville's offense, midseason four, Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, they're coming from every possible direction. They got the big Tank Bigsby in there as well for short yardage. Jacksonville, they're going to be a problem all year in the NFL. Buccaneers at the Vikings. Thanks so much, Minnesota. I had you in my survival pool. I'm already out after week one. Tampa Bay, though, goes in with the Moxie and a little cojones, and they get it done. Story, though, here, God, the Vikings offensive line is terrible. Yeah, did Kirk Cousins throw a bad pick? Sure he did. Justin Jefferson had a tremendous game with 150 yards and nine catches, but if they're not going to block, the Vikings are dead, and that's why I don't think this team can win a Super Bowl. I don't think they can get to a Super Bowl at this point. I talked a lot in the beginning of the year about the Hey, Eagles 49ers, if somebody picks them off, maybe it's a Minnesota. Maybe it's a Seattle. Maybe it's somebody else who can sneak in there. Boy, if Minnesota's offensive line doesn't improve, they're going nowhere. Buccaneers, 2017 on the road. They win in a hostile environment in Minnesota. Baker Mayfield makes enough plays to get it done. Physical game, Saints 16-15 at home over the Titans. Made more plays, defensive uh, 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 aggressiveness, and of course, Derek Carr was a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. And yeah, home field advantage helps. Those things were the difference there. And Chris Olave, a freaking monster for New Orleans, 112 yards on eight catches. There is no route in an Ohio State wide receiver cannot run. I swear to God, between Olave and you know uh, Garrett Wilson for the Jets, how about that catch he made on Monday night against the Bills? I'll get into that. Unbelievable. And oh, by the way, the best wide receiver still may be at Ohio State in terms of Marvin Harrison Jr. Nice win for the Saints at home, but they got to strike up some more offense if they want to win that division. 49ers go on the road in one of the more puzzling games, I thought, in the NFL. They go to Pittsburgh and murder the Pittsburgh Steelers. And isn't it amazing how you have an offensive coach with Brock Purdy, a defensive coach in Mike Tomlin. This is happening all over the league. And every single thing that Brock Purdy wanted to do, he did. Every game plan, every scheme, every this, every that. Running it, catching it. Christian McCaffrey was bonkers in this game. What a spin move play, a spin move run. 65 yards to the house. He was running it for over 150 yards. He was catching it, doing his thing. Brandon Ayuk, 120-plus yards and two touchdowns. The 49ers' defense is also freaking unstoppable. This is the best roster in the NFL in my mind. There's no doubt about it. They've got guys all over the place. When you look at Drake Jackson, he's like the sixth-best defensive player. He had three sacks. I mean, Hargrave, the newcomer, had a sack. This team had five sacks overall. You know, Hyder Jr. got involved, and they still didn't get a sack from Fred Warner from Nick Bosa, who just got the big deal. They have dudes everywhere. They've got uh, 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 Lenore. They've got Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. I mean, this team is stacked. They catch it. They run it. They had 220 yards of total receiving yards, but they had 188 on the ground. And this team is going to be a team that is going to be reckoned with. I think they make the NFC Championship again. I took a chance on the Seattle Seahawks, but if the 49ers go all the way, I will not be surprise. Commanders beat the Cardinals in a game that was kind of weird, kind of slow, and eventually Sam Howell, he made some plays in the end. 10 points in the fourth quarter. Commanders get it done after starting slow over the Cardinals. Cardinals are going to lose 11-12 games minimum this year. Ravens beat the Texans 25-9. Tremendous, tremendous effort by Justice Hill spinning into the end zone. Poor Ravens, though, yet again, hit by the injury bug. They're always injured every year. J.K. Dobbins gone with the Achilles. He's out for the year. Lamar Jackson was not overwhelming. C.J. Stroud struggled. Stop me if you've heard this before. Rookie quarterback. Baltimore gets it done at home 25-9. It was ugly there for a while. All the rest of the games coming up next on the ML Sports Platter. But first, this.
ML Sports Platter brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And a huge uh, tip of the cap thank you as well to Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, Camillo's Golf Club, and Courtney from Maple Downs Senior Living Community. Go search a place for mom and reach Courtney today to get your loved one into Maple Downs Senior Living Community. Packers 38-20 winners over the Chicago Bears. It was very simple. Justin Fields, all this Bears hype that we heard about. Why? Why, why, why? He's a tremendous athlete, but when is he going to take the next step? Again, it's only week one, but let's go. He's got to make it happen. He made some great plays, throwing it, running it. We know his athleticism is there, but you know who was better by miles? Jordan freaking love. Holy cow. This guy was three years behind Aaron Rodgers. Packers wide receivers were talking about it after the game, how they have chemistry with Aaron, with uh, Jordan love more than Aaron Rodgers. Because remember last year, Aaron Rodgers was not all in. <clears throat> with the rookies and all the rest, the OTAs didn't show up. He goes in the dark. He thinks he's going to retire. He talks on national shows like Pat McAfee and others about wiping his bunghole in the dark. Well, guess what? Aaron Rodgers is now a Jet, and Aaron Rodgers, as I record, this is probably out <clears throat> you know, for the year with an Achilles situation. Super unfortunate, but good grief. I mean, Jordan Love was great. He was great. He was seeing all the plays. He was doing his thing, reads and all the rest. Unbelievably efficient, and you know what? Brian Gutekinds in this offense is built where they didn't even want Aaron Rodgers to throw it over 30 times. So guess what? 92 yards on the ground, ground it and pound it, north and south, east to west, Jones, Dillon, and Taylor. They get it done. And oh, by the way, Jordan Love works off the play action, 27 attempts, and he has three touchdowns and 245 yards. Bravo. And the defense, absolutely stingy. Four sacks, tons of quarterback hits, great tackles after loss. I mean, for loss, this team is really, really, really potentially good. And for those people who thought about the Bears hype or picked the Vikings like me, again, only week one, Lions, Bears hype, Vikings, can they do it? <clears throat> Maybe it really is Green Bay still. Maybe it is their world and everybody's still living in it. Seriously. Raiders going to Denver and win 17-16. And if I'm a uh, Broncos fan, again, only one week, but I'm a little concerned that Russell Wilson did not have plays from Sean Payton to dial it up and go downfield. Isn't that why you hired Sean Payton? Isn't that why you don't have Nathaniel Hackett anymore? Isn't that why... You know, we all wanted to watch week one. We wanted to see the new Sean Payton offense and all the rest. Where was the offense? They couldn't move the ball. They didn't dial up a lot of downfield plays. They dinked and dunked. They played conservative. They tried to win a defensive game. I don't know. I don't know what happened in that game. Jimmy Garoppolo was better in the end, and he connected for the second TD to Jacoby Myers, who I think is going to help him a lot this year, and they go into Denver and win 17-16. Most entertaining game by far, Dolphins. 36-34 winners at the Chargers. Again, Brandon Staley, <laughs> defensive coach, um, <clears throat> you know, can't really game manage. Something always happens with this team. They're terrible on third down. Um, they look not very prepared in this game, and the Dolphins kept throwing it and throwing it and throwing it and throwing it, and Tyree Kill is unstoppable, over 200 yards and two touchdowns. Tuatunga Viola, phenomenal, 466 yards and three touchdowns. Miami Dolphins outlasted the Chargers, and they had Mike McDaniels. They were out uh, The Chargers were outcoached. Um, you know, they had no answers for them. And it, you know what? It's always something with this team. Mike McDaniel is what I meant to say. No S on the end. Um, but it's always something with this Charger team. It's head coach with the game management and all the other nonsense. It's their defense is terrible. I mean, we've heard all offseason long about this defense, right? They're healthy. Here we go. They have generational players. Yeah, Derwin James, he was pretty good. He was pretty good. Joey Bosa, where were you, right? Didn't they spend a ton of money a couple of years ago on J.C. Jackson? He got torched. And the stupid penalties. I mean, I, you know, this team is so not buttoned up, and it all starts with Brandon Staley. And I'm here to tell you that the L.A. Chargers, if I'm a Charger fan, 
It's the same old, same old. They should have gotten rid of Brandon Staley in the offseason. I called for it. They should have handed the keys of the kingdom to somebody. I don't care if it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, an offensive coordinator from somewhere. I just don't care. I don't care if it's Sean Payton. I do not care. Um, this team, it's the same stuff over and over again. I mean, maybe you should have just gone after uh, a Shane Steichen. You know, why not hire a Frank Reich? I mean, there were guys out there. There were offensive players, out, uh, offensive coaches out there. Um, it doesn't make sense. And now they're stuck with this guy for another year. And I think it's a mistake. I really do. 36-34. Hats off to Tua and Tyreek Hill. What a duo they were on Sunday. Rams going to beat the Seahawks. 30-13. Really puzzling game here. I have Seattle going to the Super Bowl. Geno Smith, um, you know, wasn't really sure what he was looking at a lot with the Rams disguising and all the rest. Had a terrible game. Uh, Matt Stafford, you know what? When you're When you're doubted, when you're kept upright, when you have nothing to lose, Matt Stafford can be a dangerous player in this league. And he doesn't have a lot of people to throw to. I mean, the best wide receiver is who? I don't know, Van Jefferson? Uh, yeah, they went in and clocked Seattle. At the line, physical play, Matt Stafford completely, completely outclassed and outplayed Geno Smith. Embarrassing. And uh, Pete Carroll got outcoached. Sean McVay, super motivated to uh, win that game, do you think? Yeah, 30-13. Good grief. Speaking of de- uh, demolitions, uh, whoa, uh, the Cowboys, 40 to nothing over the New York football Giants. And Dak Prescott didn't have to do a lot in this game. Uh, the defense stifled the Giants. You're talking about seven sacks. You're talking about a million quarterback hits, tackles for a loss. They dominated. They blocked a, a field goal and returned it. Uh, Saquon Barkley on a screen play, third and long. The Giants, why did you draw, draw that one up? I don't know. Well, actually, I do know. It's because they don't have long, long threats down the field. And, uh, wow. The Giants were awful in this game. They were awful. And look, it's only week one, as I keep saying over and over again, but if you're going to be something in that division, if you're going to eventually uh, contend for the NFC Championship, um, I'm here to tell you that you got you to stop getting killed by division rivals. I mean, last year in the postseason, they didn't even show up against Philly. This year against the Cowboys, for week one, I weren't even weren't even in the building. Weren't even in their own building. Seriously. I mean, they were down 26 nothing at the half. This game was over after one quarter. Uh, Trayvon Diggs was unbelievable. They have pick sixes. Uh, Micah Parsons is an absolute monster. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous performance. Defense, special teams, and all the rest. Cowboys, though, again, I'm not going all the way into the hype train. This is what we do all the time with Dallas. That's what the national narrative is. Before the season, they come out with a huge win first of the uh, you know beginning of the year, and then they make the postseason, and then something goes off the rails. So I'm holding off on the Dallas hype, but for one game, my God, you want to see a one-sided affair. Go rewatch that game. And then Monday Night Football was a complete disaster in, on so many levels for the Buffalo Bills. The main story, of course, Aaron Rodgers. I'm recording this before the official, 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 official word is out there. But everybody pretty much thinks it's a, an Achilles injury and he's going to be out for the year. Super sad. I feel for the guy. It's absolutely brutal. Uh, Kyle Brandt described it. He went through this injury not too long ago in which, you know, they know right away, right? The doctors go in, they squeeze, and if there's nothing there with the ankle moving, boom, it's an Achilles and it's ruptured slash torn. Uh, I feel for him. <clears throat> I heard a lot of people after the game, how many, you know, uh, how many injuries are we going to lose to the, the, the turf or the Jets and this net? By the way, the Jets are partly to blame for this. Uh, you went out and got a, what, 40-year-old quarterback, and you know your field is bad. I would think you'd want to change that surface. Just putting it out there. You know, you got a guy in his upper 30s, 40, whatever the hell he is. I would think you'd want to change your field to make him, I know it's easy to say after the fact, I do, but, uh, Man, I mean, wouldn't you think to uh, to change that a little bit? He's 39. He's going to turn 40 on December 2nd. 
I would have thought that you would change the field surface. I mentioned that in a couple of videos and shows in the uh, months leading up to the season that the field was a problem. It was also mentioned by me that the Bills should not, you know, listen to Von Miller and play him in week one because of the field. It's one of the worst fields in the NFL, if not the worst. And you have a 39-year-old quarterback out there. Basic tackle. It was a basic tackle by Leonard Floyd. And Aaron Rodgers went down. And like I said, as I record this, he's probably out for the year. Now, the game. Josh Allen lost the game. Point blank. There's no other way to say it. Was the offensive line great for the Bills? No, but it was good enough. It certainly was good enough. And Josh Allen threw three interceptions in this game. Uh, He was absolutely horrible. Uh, He was throwing into multiple, uh, you know, he was throwing into double and triple coverage. Jordan Whitehead had all three picks. The first pick by Josh Allen, he could have run for a first down, and he just gunned it downfield for fun. Whitehead picked it off. A couple other times he threw it into, uh, you know, chaos. Um, you know, a couple of bright spots for the Bills. Matt Milano was great. He was all over the place. He had an interception, a bunch of tackles. Uh, easily the leader of this defense with eight total tackles. Three were solo, one tackle for loss, and a pick. Um, you know, I thought Gabe Davis, or excuse me, Stephon Diggs was awesome. James Cook was awesome. Uh, you know, I thought the Bills offensive line did enough against a really great defensive line of the Jets that was just after it all game long. I mean, they had five sacks in this game. And I thought, I mean, that's really something when a, when a team has an offensive line and you go, well, they played well enough, but yet they still gave up five sacks. I mean, that's how good this defense is. Uh, Quinn and Williams is just too much to handle in there. Uh, they've got dudes everywhere. I mean, they have, they have franchise type players. I mean, they've got DJ Reed, they have CJ Mosley, they have, Jermaine Johnson, they have uh, uh, Quinn and Williams, they have Sauce Gardner, they have got dudes all over the place. Will McDonald the fourth wasn't even a factor in this game, and uh, the Jets still made it happen on defense. They kept them in the game for sure. Uh, the Bills' defense was was pretty good too. I mean, let's be honest, they had three total sacks, they had a bunch of QB hits. Obviously, knocked Rodgers out. You never want to see that. Leonard Floyd uh, was great in this game. Uh, Jordan Phillips was great in this game. At Oliver uh, showed up in in spots. Uh, but the Bills, you know what? They were horrible with the run defense, and how many tackles is Jordan Poyer going to miss? I mean, seriously, this guy looked old. Micah Hyde looked old in this game. Um, clearly, you know, problems in the middle of the field. Uh, we were worried about that going in, were we not? Um, you know, they gave the, 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 the starting job to a guy, and uh, you know, who in Terrell Bernard, while he had 11 total tackles, it was kind of like the Tremaine Edmonds default mode where he had a lot of tackles, but why? Because, you know, the, the run game you know, came through uh, the, uh, you know, the defensive line a couple of times. I think Tremaine Edmonds did make some plays because he was that good. Other times, you know, maybe he didn't make as many tackles because the offense didn't go at him because they know how good he is. I mean, pick your poison here. But, uh, boy, that was a disappointing game for the Bills. Uh, Rodgers gets knocked out. The Bills just can't move the ball. Allen keeps turning it over. He also had a fumble where he looked away. He recovered and somehow, some way, figured that he wanted to put a Superman cape on. He runs and then he fumbles. And then in the post game, it's, well, you know, it was me. I lost the game. I got to be better. I mean, okay, yeah, we already know this, dude. Like, you haven't been an MVP guy for a long time now, and the Bills have got to get Josh Allen to be an MVP guy. Uh, he's got to be an elite all-world quarterback uh, to win. Otherwise, the Bills are not going to be a Super Bowl contender. It's really that simple. This might be the last year of this as well. This might be the last year to make a run uh, with his contract and everything going on, and they're almost $30 million over the cap even for next year. You know, Stephon Diggs is, you know, he's going to, he's going to start talking again if they, if they don't make the Super Bowl, uh, whether that's right or wrong, whatever side you're on. Uh, and then the Bills, you know what, what's amazing about this though? Josh Allen with all the mistakes, he gets the ball. And what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Well, he can drive you down. <laughs> you know, that's just what he does. He's the roller coaster. Uh, he's got a million turnovers, but he hurdles people. He makes amazing, amazing plays and throws. He's a unicorn. 
it, it's the roller coaster of being a Bills fan watching this guy play the position. But you know he's great. You know he can be elite. It's just he's got to calm the F down. And he lost him the game. There's no other way to say it. I'm not defending him here. Uh, he's still my guy. He's still my quarterback. But he lost him the game. He made too many mistakes. And he cost the Bills. But he did drive him down. Tyler Bass makes a field goal. He clanks it off the left pole. It goes in over the bar. And then the Bills get the ball. And you're like, okay, like go win the game, right? Well, nope. Like incompletion. Penalty on Spencer Brown, who also got trucked in this game. He was awful. Uh, he got absolutely railroaded the entire game. And then an incompletion. Then they punt it, and bang, walk off. Right? Gibson, bang, returns a kick. Game over. Only one week, but uh, Josh Allen's got to clean his F-ing S-H-I-T up. Right? Let's be honest. Uh, now it's the Raiders at home at the Commanders. Bills have the Dolphins at home, and then the London game with the Jaguars. To me, I think the Bills need to go and win three games in a row. That's what they need to do, because this schedule... Uh, is only going to get harder down the line when you have the Bengals and the Chiefs and the Eagles and all those teams. you got to go win three in a row. First things first, got to win next week. It's a week-to-week league. ML Sports Platters brought to you by Ken's Auto Detailing, Route 11 and Cicero. Go see them if you're in and around Central New York. Get your truck, boat, car detailed at Ken's. It's the best detail for your money. Ken's Auto Detailing, the official detail house of the ML Sports Platter. And, of course, a tip of the cap thank you to our great friends over at Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, Jam and Beats, Rosie's Corner, Ryan Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State and Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, go get it. The tenders and nuggets and the fries and the mac and cheese. It's all made to order. They're delicious cookies and shakes for your treats as well. Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Thanks for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. New rules in baseball are making the games faster and more efficient. We're doing the same at CH Insurance. Always working to provide a better insurance experience for you. Hi, this is Joe Convertino Jr. As an independent agency, we partner with amazing carriers like Preferred Mutual to give you that peace of mind while protecting your business and family. CH Insurance, in your corner, every day, every way. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.